from the Summer Skate Studios, this is College Hockey West Live. From the Summer Skate Studios, Behind the Mask Hockey Shops present College Hockey West Live for April 19th, 2022. Behind the Masks, College Hockey West Live, brought to you by Peterson Toyota. College graduate, member of the military, then you might be eligible for a special rebate or discount. See us at petersontoyota.com. Top Golf, let us help you reimagine your next business meeting or team building event. See your regional center or go to topgolf.com. The NCHC and nchc.tv. Subscribe to nchc.tv to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to behindthemask.com whether you're on ice or in line. Jets Pizza. Whether it's our legendary Detroit-style square or New York-style thin crust, Jets Pizza is better because it has to be. Three locations in Arizona, seven in Colorado, four in Missouri. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, whether it's Las Vegas or any of our other worldwide properties, an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations. Metro by T-Mobile. Get 50% off or more when you add a line to a new or existing account. Liberty University. Play for something more. Faith, education, and hockey at liberty.edu. Five Burrito Express. Six East Valley locations for fresh, fast, authentic Mexican food. M-Drive. Natural support for men looking to increase energy, strength, and drive. Always free delivery at mdriveformen.com. Summer skates, whether our original red or new black shower shoes, show your game and style at summerskates.com. And by Drury Inns and Suites, travel happy again. Book your next stay at drurihotels.com or at 1-800-DRURY-INN. College Hockey West Live from the Summer Skate Studios presented by Behind the Mask is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right, welcome in hockey fans, NCAA hockey fans. Indeed, this is College Hockey West Live. I love it. I love it. I love it. We have added teams. We are growing. We are expanding. And, um, man, it just gets better and better. Scott Strandy with you tonight in uh, Centennial, Colorado, just south of the Den. Denver Metroplex. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein joining me from beautiful Long Island, New York. Well, I understand it was probably uh, 90 today. He was probably on the beach having a land shark with his feet up and his summer skates. Paul, how are you? Uh, I don't know who you're talking to or about because you certainly weren't talking about me. There was, <laughs> there was no uh, there, there, there was no 90 degrees. I, I promise you. <laughs> I can tell you what, it was 82 and beautiful here on the front range of the Rocky Mountains today. Um, absolutely gorgeous. Love this place. Um, anyway, that that's for uh, that's for another topic for another day. <laughs> I'm sure it's not that way in the in the great Midwest, but uh, man, Denver today was fantastic. So, oh, where do we even start today? I mean, I I, I went through it. It's all over the place. Yeah, hold on a minute. I went through a list of uh, guests, and everybody was busy tonight. They all want to come on. They just uh, had prior commitments today. So uh, I started with the voice of the Avalanche, Connor McGay. He's on his way to Seattle, maybe in Seattle right now. But he said, 
he said, definitely, I want to come on and talk about um, the college hockey players that are making an impact in the NHL and certainly with the Avalanche. I reached out again to uh, our friend Eric Largen up in uh, Alaska. He's got recruits that he's dealing with. So I said, that's okay, coach. You deal with recruiting. We'll get you on another time. So possibly Sunday or Monday. So I went down the list, um, and it ended up being just you and I. And I started thinking, you know, I woke up this morning, Paul, probably a lot like you did, to seeing a a tweet from Josh Morton, the uh, athletic director at Augustana University, where he was boarding their private jet to go pick up their new head coach. So let's start right there. Let's talk about the newest head coach, I believe, in college hockey, and that would be uh, Garrett Rayboyne. Uh, the assistant okay. coach now, from the University of Minnesota. All right, now and I'm definitely uh, on board with that, but I need some context first, okay? What kind of context do you need? <laughs> well, the first thing I have to ask is when St. Thomas made the jump up, okay, um, I don't know anything about the school. So I had to go to people. Uh, that you have people? Idea. Well, I, people, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I know what you mean. Okay. I, I, I don't have a big list of people to name drop like you do. I'm just a peon here. I'm not the big chief. Okay. Okay. So I asked you some questions about St. Thomas as the institution. And and most of that had to do with cash. And you gave me an answer. And so now I'll ask you about Augustana, which I don't know. I mean, I've heard of. I, I, I knew they existed. Yeah, well, here's the thing with Augustana. They're uh, a great university, a private university in... Uh... Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Um, they've uh, have outstanding athletics. They have a great athletic director in Josh Morton, as I mentioned earlier. Um, Garrett Rayboyne is going to be a very good fit um, in their program. Um, they have a passion for being the best, which is what you uh, you'd like to see. Um, as by the fact they hired him a year before <laughs> before they're even going into the uh, two years. Before they're even no, going no, into no, it. No, no, they're not. They start next year. They start 23-24. Correct. Okay, well, this is 22-23. Right, he's got to have a year to recruit. You can't, I know. You can't but, wait until next June. I know, but he's he's coming in a full year plus before they start playing hockey games. He's, this is April, Paul. Uh, he's right. going to be here for a full year plus another four months right. or so before they get on the ice and start playing playing games for real. So they're serious the, about doing this. They they aren't waiting around. I mean, we know some of the colleges that have uh, have had coaches retire or move on haven't even replaced them yet from existing programs. Well, so see, that's also a uh, an interesting thing um, because, I mean, the schools that need – that still need head coaches um, – those are not. Uh, those are not, shall we say, uh, the little sisters of the poor. 
no, they are not. Um, Union hired their coach uh, to replace. Either way, I care. Whatever. They replaced it. They uh, they hired uh, their coach to uh, a, a couple of uh, last week in in uh, Josh Hogue to replace Rick Bennett. Okay. Um, so they were, you know, quick to the trigger. Okay. Uh, Augustana looking for a coach. And, you know, they didn't wait around either. Now, I don't know if they were in the market for the same kind of coaches that BU and BC and Michigan State are in the market for. Well, I mean, but, that, that's, that's a tough question because uh, defining the market for um, Augustana, a brand-new program, and as Josh Morton said today, um, the, when they started the process for looking for somebody, they wanted to find someone who can build a nationally competitive, competitive men's hockey program uh, basically from the ground up, and they're very, very happy with Garrett. Uh, the fact that he's a proven winner, a great recruiter, and um, – I like it because he, 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 he's a native of Detroit Lakes, Minnesota, which is about 45 miles from where I grew up. So, yeah, let's keep that Minnesota oh, well, vibe that's... going no matter what we got to do. Also, a great hockey player at St. Cloud State, too. Um, well, yeah, well, listen, we're not, um, we're not, we're not questioning the, the fact that, that you know, he, he, was, he was a basically an All-American player. And so forth and so on. He uh, played professionally over in Europe. So, I mean, there's a lot, uh, you know, in the background to like. Um, so, I mean, that's, like I said, that, that's, to me, you know, that's not an issue. That He wasn't, uh, there were other people we kind of had a uh, a thought that might, be in position to get that job and did not. Not to knock anybody for getting or not or not knocking each other. I mean, I can't sit here and tell you this is the right choice or the wrong choice. I don't know. Well, he's definitely their choice, and I well, think that, recruiting matters. I mean, had an awful lot to do with it. He uh, very well spoken and uh, can connect with young players, which is what you're going to have to do. It's going to be interesting to see how he recruits for this first year. We've seen this before, Paul. We've seen what ASU had to do uh, to get going. We're seeing what Lindenwood's uh, going through right now. See, that's just, you know, that's that's kind of the weird thing with this, right? Um, We saw ASU, and they kind of did it right away. You know, their situation was a little different. Um, You know, Lindenwood's situation was different as they come in. Uh, LIU came in during the pandemic. Um, their fellow conference mate from other sports, Stonehill. We don't, I haven't even heard one thing about them, but they're supposed to start playing this year. I mean, I don't know how many D one games they're going to have, but you know, they're 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 going. You know, they're making that move. Um, you know, we know that that Rick Zombo and Lindenwood had different circumstances. It seems like each school that comes in has completely different circumstances. So it's not like you have a barometer. 
to say, hey, this could be this, but um, not that I'm complaining. I'm yeah. I mean, more teams it, better, obviously. I, I know what you're saying, and um, a lot of the teams um, <clears throat> have followed two roadmaps that are very, very similar. One from Penn State, one from Arizona State, and um, <clears throat> we talked. Uh, we, we, we talked at nauseum about UNLV and. Uh, it's a, pretty much a consensus that they're what they're missing right now is a national championship at the ACHA level. Do they have to win one? Well, you don't have to win one, but is it part of the roadmap of success? Absolutely it is because that proves that you are the best at the level below the level you're trying to achieve. And if you can't win at that level, you're going to have a really hard time not only recruiting, but convincing people that you can be competitive and win at the next level. And uh, well, Coach Powers see, has made that immensely clear to everybody that he talks to. I know that was the same case at Penn State. Uh, no, you must... see, I disagree. No, I disagree. What? Why do you disagree? Because it's proven fact. No, the, the, the fact is how you do it depends on the check that gets written to start. No, that's just part of it. That's just part of it. If you have the check and you have the building and you have the support of the the university, but you don't have the right coach in place or you don't have the right players in place or you don't have the right um, game plan to compete or you're not in a conference, for example, I mean, there's a number of things that, that can go wrong no matter how much money you got. And uh, LIU is a, is a good example. They started up in the middle of a pandemic and they struggled for two years. Well, uh, Arizona State started up after winning a national championship and competed. Uh, just go look at Coach Powers' board over the first two years of his program and see how many things he checked off. I don't know. What I'm, what I'm saying is every situation has been different. Remember, Penn State got a check not just for the men's program, women's program, and a building. I know, but that doesn't mean success. How many no, national tournaments doesn't. have they been to? No, it, it doesn't necessarily mean success. But what it means is you have a big leg. Oh, and they automatically had a conference to play. Yeah. How many national tournaments have they been to? I don't know. I'd have to look. But it's None. not like you're missing the point. <laughs> you're missing the point. No, the that's not the point. From, the stability was there from day one. Yeah, but that doesn't mean you're going to be competitive. The They've stability is going to be at UNLV too. But They've the difference is going to be – if they prove that they can compete and win at the level that they're at currently, the chances of their success in NCAA hockey go up greatly because they've already beaten the best of the best at where they're at. If they're considered to be just mediocre, they're going to be below mediocre at the NCAA level. And everybody will tell you that. So it's not about the building. It's not about the size of the check. It's not about any of that. that that's important, and that's all part of the process. Very but important. you must be competitive. You must be ready to compete when you come up. If not, your program's going to struggle, and if you struggle, you're not going to be able to recruit. And if you can't recruit, you're not going to have fans. And if you don't have fans, you're not going to have money. And the next thing you know, it's going to be a cycle, and guess where you're going to be? You're going to be uh, out of it. In, in a decade. And nobody wants to do that, including Coach Powers. That's why he set the roadmap up where he's got it set up for success. So if you follow the plan, follow the steps, go through the process, 
your chances of success are very, very good. And Augustana, by the way, is following that by hiring really? Garrett Rayboyne and right. uh, starting right now. What, what success players. did they have at ACHA? Uh, I, they didn't have a team, but that's oh. why they start. Oh. That's why they oh. started early, Paul. That's why they oh. started. If you don't have a team, you can't do anything about that. They're already building the building. Yes. They have to have a building. They have to have money. And they have to start a pro. Now, that's why they hired a coach 14 months before they, 16 months before they start playing games. Just like Penn State did. So they can build the program and it'll be success. That's the roadmap. If you're not, in UNLV's case, they have an ACHA program and they want to take the next step. So what's that next step? The next step is winning where you're at it's as big as any other part of the process and if you skip that process you're going to be alabama huntsville i'm not saying they should they should skip the process i'm not saying that what i'm I'm telling you that's why some of these teams are are where they're at in the process i mean you and i talked today about another school and you're saying like well they're going to build this building so that means they're automatically going no, it doesn't. It doesn't automatically mean they're very. They they uh, have great chance. No. Auto, they have a great chance and a great opportunity. No. But but, but they don't think that that's the plan, then you're crazy. No, I didn't say that wasn't the plan. What I'm saying is, if you don't follow the steps, you can have everything in place, but you're not going to make it. You're not going to be successful in the long run. But we both know that that school has had a history of success. Um, not the same kind of success. And and that school had that success decades ago. Mm. I mean, decades ago, 40, 50 years ago. No, so, it wasn't that long ago. When was the last time they won a national championship? I don't know, but it 70s, wasn't 50 years ago. 70s? No, it wasn't. Yeah, I think so. Uh. Anyway, that, that that's not the point. The point of it is you got to follow the process. And if you don't have an ACHA team, you do what Augustana did. You hire a coach, you go into it, uh, giving him 16 months to build this program. You have uh, the money behind it. You have the, the university support. You have the building coming, yeah, as you said. That's not the roadmap. That, that is the roadmap if you don't have ACHA hockey. Oh. Of course it is. You've got to build the structure. If you have ACHA hockey, you can't go from D2 ACHA and go, oh, I got money now. I can compete at the NCAA level. No, it doesn't work that way. does not work that way. Right. So you have got to take the no, steps. No, 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 no. Hence, no, no, Oregon no, 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 must no, take no. the steps. No, Oregon can have a check for $50 billion, and that's not going to make them a competitive hockey program in, in the first five years at NCAA level. Okay, let's, let's be realistic. Uh, we love Rico Blasi. And how was his success today, this last year? Well, but that's my point. He started from scratch. That's what I'm telling you. But that's you, but, but that's what again, I'm telling oh, you. Came in, once again, they came in immediately, immediately with a conference, and they got uh, whooped. Yeah, they did, and and nobody expected anything different. Well, <laughs> nobody expected anything different. If, if anybody sat there and told you, oh, they're going to be uh, in the middle of the pack and we're going to compete for the for second or third place in the conference because nobody was touching Minnesota State, you would have laughed at them. Well, of course they you would have. And that's, gonna, that's why I'm telling clubs. you the other teams that are coming in 
in the future that have ACHA programs are trying to do what Penn State, what Arizona State, what Lindenwood. So you can't you can't push them out ahead and go, okay, well, go, because they're not ready. And that's why UNLV is not announcing this afternoon that they're going NCAA because they know they're not ready. And it's not wow. anything to do with arenas or money or university support. Mm. None of that. It's about okay. winning at the level you're at. Just ask Rick Zombo. We, we, we witnessed it this year. We just wow. witnessed it. That It's not about going to the national tournament either. It's about winning the national tournament. You have to be the best of the best because when you move up, the best of the best. Look at Lindenwood. They won the ACHA national tournament, and they still struggled in exhibitions against Denver and Air Force and other teams they played. And they're going to struggle this year too. Of course they are, but they're going to be ahead of somebody that tries to make the jump from D2. I mean, try to put UCLA in this program next year and see how bad they are. Try to even put Oregon, who's making strides. They couldn't even get out of the D2 West Regional this year. I'm not. Yeah, but none of those schools would start right away anyway. (laughs) You're making my point for me. I'm telling you, there's a roadmap. There's a roadmap. You must go through the roadmap. And Augustana went through the roadmap. They didn't have an ACHA team, so they hired a coach 16 months early to get out and recruit and build the kind of program they want to build. Right, and why can't the other schools do that if they wanted to? Well, they could if they wanted to. But if they're point? if they're at the ACHA level, Paul, that means that they need to. They're not. If they haven't won an ACHA tournament, right. that means that they're they're not very successful where they're at, and they're going to have to scrap their plans and start over. Oh, so what you're basically saying is it's better to start from nothing than have even the the slightest of infrastructure. No, That's no. What you're saying. No, what I'm you're saying, saying what you need to have is a solid infrastructure, and that's what Augustana has. They created oh, they it. ACHA team. They didn't go to the national tournament. They didn't win the national championship. But they created it because they hired a good coach 16 months early. They didn't do an LIU and and start up an hour after they said, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna start a league in an hour." I, I didn't. You, you, that is not what I'm saying. What I'm telling you is, if Phil Knight said, "Here you go, guys. Here's a hundred million." They're not starting in the 22-23 season. Because they need to build the infrastructure. Duh. But That's what we've been discussing but, the whole time. No, no, but you're saying you have to win at the ACHA level in order to if, jump. Or, or you have to Get do what check. Augustana did. You have, to, you have to start and give them a 16-month head start recruiting. You can't be successful if you don't do one of those two things. They're both the same. But just because you don't have an ACHA program doesn't mean that you can't be successful. I'm saying I, is you can't just take the check and start tomorrow. No, you have you, to. You have no, to build it. Can't. There's I'm a process. Not, I'm not There's steps. You should. Anyway, that, I'm the, not saying you should. What I'm saying is, the check is more important than anything. Well, I think they're all important, to be honest with you, because I think I, if you have a big check. Important. If you have a big, the most important. If if you have a big check, you can blow that money if you don't know what you're doing, and you can be without that big check real quickly. So, just I'm gonna. So let's just once again, Phil Knight writes a check, 
and I don't know. Let's just pull a name out of. Let's just. I I would pull a name out of a hat. I don't know. Um. You know, they go to to Tom Serratore up at Bemidji and say, "Yo, uh, here's double your salary. Come out here and start this program. We need to go twenty three twenty four. You're gonna tell me that that won't work? No, because you just said twenty three twenty four. But I'm, I'm talking that's my about point. I'm talking about teams that you're talking about wanting UNLV to jump right now. They're not ready." They are not ready to jump right now. now. I know, but they're not ready. And I'm the whole point of my conversation was to tell you that there's a process and the process takes time and you can't rush the process because if you do, you'll be out of it before you even know what to hit you. But UNLV could say, uh, we're going to go in 23, 24. We're not going this year. Certainly. Certainly they could. And, And their goal will be what their goal has been the past two years is to win the national tournament. And if they take a step backwards and don't get to the national tournament or don't get to the title game, they have to reevaluate whether they're ready. That's a reevaluation process that goes on every year. But you're not taking, unless you're going to sit there and take your lumps with your ACHA team against D1 teams, you've got to start somewhere. Exactly. And they are, and they're in the process, and UNLV's done a great job. I'm using them as an example because I've watched them build their program for the last seven years. Yeah, I am they, aware. They've taken step by step by step. They, they've gone through the process. They've, they've been successful at D2. They've been successful at D1. They know they're close. They know they're real close. But if you talk to them right now and you ask them, hey, you know, you got to the semifinals, is that good enough? They're going to tell you no. They're going to tell you that's why we're coming back with a stronger roster this year, and our intentions are to win the national tournament in Boston. Then we think we'll be ready. I'm just we're clearly talking apples and oranges, and you don't. And listen, you want to? No, you're telling me that if you if somebody writes a check that they're ready to compete in NCAA hockey tomorrow because they have a big check. And I'm telling you that's not the no, case. What I'm saying is that's the most important. <laughs> What's the difference? What the most important is you need them all. Well, yeah, but you, you need but, them all. You need a no building. One, you need your school support. Not, you need to be competitive and you I'm need money. Not, you need all four not, of them. Not suggesting that in realistic terms that our boy Nick there, our buddy Nick and, and the gang should start in September because they will get their butts kicked. But start recruiting now for a year from September. You don't think they've already been recruiting for the last two years? What, for D1? Absolutely. I, I don't know. Have they been? Absolutely they have. They, okay. they, have a, they have the roadmap, Paul. That's what I'm trying to tell you. There's a roadmap out there. If you have the path to success, why would you deviate? Just follow the path. That's what I'm saying. Follow the path. And a big and part of that is money. There's no doubt. No path is the same. Yeah, but you can find, if there's a roadmap, take it. That's what I'm telling you is if, you know, Greg Powers looked at, at, Pencil, at Penn State and he said, hey, there's a roadmap. I took it. Then it, he's given the same roadmap to Oregon, to San Diego State, 
to uh, Arizona, to UNLV. He's given them all the roadmap. He said, here's what you have to do. Here's the checklist. Go start checking boxes. And the closest team next to make that jump, in my estimation, is UNLV because they've checked right. all the boxes except one at the level they're at. Right. And they've been very close. They've been very competitive. And, and and I believe next year, if they don't win the national championship, it'll be really, really close. Um, what I'm telling you is... Anyway, there's a roadmap. We, we don't need to spend another hour on this because the, the fact is there's a roadmap and if you have a roadmap, follow it. If you don't have a roadmap, you're going to spin your wheels like LIU and Huntsville and, and other schools that, that have chosen to try to do it their way. And uh, it, it's a hard battle. It's a hard battle. So if somebody writes you the roadmap and, the, and gives you the path to success, follow it. Augustana didn't have an ACHA team. So they took the roadmap and they said, okay, building, money, school support, now let's hire our coach 16 months early and let's give him the opportunity to recruit and find people that can, that can fill in. And we know we're going to take our lumps, but, but we're now ready because we didn't have the opportunity to have an ACHA team go. If you have that opportunity, take it, use it, work with it, be competitive, have the advantage of being the best. Ask, ask uh, Rick Zombo what it's like to have the NCAA or the ACHA national championship under your belt before you, uh, before you jump into NCAA, it means uh -huh. a ton confidence. It, it helps in, in recruiting. It helps in getting money. It helps in success with the, with the university. All of that happens because you win. Now, uh, my point is we've seen it started in a bunch of different ways. Augustana is, is more like Penn state even though they're not automatically going to be in a conference. How can you say they're more like Penn State? Because Penn State won national tournaments at the ACHA level one after another. They got the big check. But they, they the won they got the also. Got the building. But oh. they won also. Right. And they, and they give themselves a year to recruit. And they won also at the level they were at before. Augustana doesn't have that opportunity because they don't have an ACHA team. But if you well, have but, one, but, but, but if you think, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, if you think that Oregon can make the jump this year, then you haven't watched Oregon. I'm not talking because, about starting in September. Well, what you're telling me is, is if somebody wrote a big check, it would all change things. It won't. Just, just a big check just won't all change things. UCLA's got a lot of money. Their team well, couldn't get to, out of the West Regional well, in the ACHA 2 level. That's so, spend it. USC and Stanford have a lot of money too. It, it doesn't. They, they, they could, they could, they could drop. I'm just telling you, there's a roadmap. There's steps to the roadmap. There's building, there's school, there's money, and there's winning. You need all four if you want to be successful. You can jump in and be non-successful. Ask LIU how they did their first two years. They didn't follow the roadmap. They jumped in during the pandemic and said, hey, we don't have a conference. We don't have this. We don't have that. Guess what? We're going to play hockey at the NCAA level. Good luck. I hope you're still around in a decade. Me too. Because you're going to have to fix things. You're going to have to change things. You're going to have to I, make I sure you get on the roadmap. I would assume, and I could be wrong considering they hired a member of the Riley family as their head coach, that they kind of know this. 
Well, you would hope so, but the first two years didn't look good, did it? Well, the first – you can't you can't count that. I'm sorry. You just can't. Nobody knew. Now, we haven't seen their schedule yet this year. They're going to take their lumps again. You saw their building. Is it an NCAA building? Uh, except for the press box. Is there is there staff NCAA caliber other than their head coach? They, they are a Division One. They are a Division One school outside of hockey too. Okay. They play in the Northeast Conference. Okay. Like, like Sacred Heart, like uh, I believe Merrimack, like uh, their the new guys at Stonehill. Yeah, those are all Northeast Conference teams. So it's Division One. Okay, I'll look for them in the Frozen Four next year. I didn't say that. It should be interesting. Once again, you, yeah, well, it'd be nice, but it ain't happening. I'm not saying Frozen <laughs> Four. I'm just telling you, there's four steps and there's a roadmap. And if you have the opportunity, follow the roadmap and the conversation. Okay, Garrett Rayboyne took over. Now we wasted a half an hour doing nothing. No, um, no, no, so we we're going to be short. Half an hour. We're going to be short on what we need to do and we need to talk about. Um, the first thing that we need to talk about is the fact that in the portal today, the, uh, the national champions have another player in the portal. Jack Works entered the portal today. So that means Jack Works, Reed Irwin, two pioneers that are in the portal. Right. That continues to grow. That portal number is ridiculous. Oh God, it's just, it's, yeah, I don't even understand, honestly, how um, it's, it is, it's just craziness. Um, I'm sure that uh, our buddy Rick Zombo was like, well, okay, more people there, the better for us. I don't know how many of their ACHA guys he's going to keep for this first year. Um, and we're talking about the guys that were not freshmen on his team um, and will be freshmen. Um we're not talking about, um, I'm, I'm sure that some of the other schools would be happy to see these guys in the portal. Okay. I mean, there's certainly enough players there to fill out rosters. There is way more people in there <laughs> than are going to fill in rosters. And what's going to happen is, and, and maybe we can use ASU as a, as a, uh, a look at that. Um, when you see the ASU talent that was pretty solid for ASU over the last few years that's in the portal, are they going to find spots? Is Jordan Sandu, for example, going to find a spot? He's a pretty good player. But are they going to run out of lockers? Because there's a ton of people that are in there right now I would say the thing that Jordan has working against him is he's a one and done. Now, you know, could he go to a place uh, where they need to fill roster spots? Do I think he would bring uh, things to a, to, to a team in a locker room? Yeah, I do. But where that ends up being, don't know. 
Well, there's there's two and problems. We don't. That... We also don't know because, we, like I said, we have a lot of high-profile coaches or a lot of high-profile programs that need to hire coaches. So we don't know what the assistant merry-go-round is going to be either. Yeah, I know, and that's and, and and those are the guys that you know if you if if you're recruiting a guy in terms of let's just say it takes you you have an hour to recruit the guy the assistant coaches are recruiting 57 minutes of that hour the head coach gets involved at the end unless it's a really high profile player yeah that's just the way that's just the way college recruiting is but Correct. He, so, here here's my point if you have 300 names in the portal and you have 300 freshmen, incoming freshmen, you have 600 players, where are they all going to play? I don't know. We'll see. If, they, if we could get a few more teams to jump, then we'd have, we'd have places for all these guys to play. Yeah, but that's not realistic this year, and we oh. both know it. Uh, it's not. It's oh, going to well, be. Gonna, now you're going to play the realistic card on me. That's no fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I what I'm saying is this portal thing is, is getting a little bit ridiculous. I would not want to be a guy jumping into the portal right now, because majority of their teams, uh, teams out there have their players because they're planning for next year already. Um, where are you going to find room unless unless you're just a superstar? How, where are you going to find a spot? Well, what I the, the, the player there's the there are spots we haven't had a a lot of um, a lot of um, you know we 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 don't have because of the fact that you have all of the like every time you look at another roster or another recruit list. It's all 12, 15, 16 names, and we know that not all of those kids are going to end up in those schools. And once again, you know, don't you have to be settled at BU and BC and Michigan State and maybe one other somewhere along the line um, before you can get that final settling in of 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 assistance etc and 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 get these guys to follow some of these guys yeah i mean that's that's what would be ideal i would think i don't know why there's a holdup in those big universities like that why they haven't uh, had a, a game plan but you know let's oh, just well, say there's 60 let's just say they probably have a game plan but well, we don't know i know but is. But here's my point. There's 63 teams, roughly. We'll, we'll just use that number because we don't know for sure. We can that, never know from day to day. There's 63 teams, and if they're 28-man rosters, that's 1,764 players. If if majority of these rosters, like you look at Denver right now, why do you think Reed Irwin and Jack Works are in the portal? Because they know uh, what's coming in, and they probably have been told, you're going to have to really compete and beat out some top-notch caliber they want to play. freshmen. They want to play, but the, problem, the point I'm trying to say, Paul, is there may not be places to play. 
that there wasn't enough lockers last year or the year before the year before the year before. So if you add lockers, if you, I know, well then where are you going to play? Because you need to have a place to play. Well, you know, so the the numbers, I'm telling you the numbers don't make sense. You can't have a, you know, a class of 300 freshmen and 300 people in the portal and expect that you're going to find spots for all of them. There's going to be a bunch of people that when the, the season starts this year that are going to be left out in the cold because of wanting to jump to what they thought was a better situation. Let's face it. The only guys that are making the, the, the teams that they're jumping to and the ones that have already made the commitment are the best players. The average players uh, are, aren't going to have spots. I, I don't know if I agree with that. What part don't you agree with? Um. I, I don't have the list to compare it to, but I I would bet there's a lower percentage of seniors and one and duns on this year's on the ones that we on the on the on the players that we know are going elsewhere already. Um that are that have landed spots already. Could I be wrong? Yeah, I'm wrong all the time. But no, I, I think you're 100% correct. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that is if you jump into the portal right now, there might not be a place for you to play. Well, because there might, not. there might be places filled. And there's that's going to happen to a lot of people because of the fact that there, there just is not nearly enough lockers for all of this to happen. So it surprises me. That, that guys are jumping into the portal now. It surprises me that as many people are in the portal. I mean, uh, you'd have to be pretty disgruntled, I would think, uh, or else know that you've got an opportunity somewhere else to to just give your spot up if you have one. Because I, I just don't think there's enough places for all these people to go. I know there's not. If you have one. If you have a, I, I just... You know, I'm just, I don't think that this is, this is not settled out. It's going to take, it, it, we've already talked about this. It's going to take another three years probably to settle out. Oh, and two to three anyway. You're going to have to move players out and you're going to have to add teams at the same time because there's too many quality hockey players that, that aren't going to have spots, period. That's just the way it is. Well, we know there are two more teams coming in next year. I know, but that's 56 spots. You know, exactly. There's 600 people you're talking about for 56 spots. Uh, What's the numbers? How many does that leave out? 500 and some? Uh, Listen, you know, you chose to give up that spot. Or you're an incoming freshman, and you're not going to find a spot because somebody took it. Well. Let me rephrase that. You chose to give up your spot in some cases. In other cases, you were told you could stay, but, you know, and I don't know what the breakdown of that is. All, I, all I'm saying is it, the, the breakdown is not important. What's important is the fact that there's probably 600 players between freshmen and uh 
portal people that are trying to fit in to at the very best 1700 spots. And a lot of those spots are already taken. I mean, if you just look at the university of Denver, for example, there's probably only three spots available. There might not even be three. If that doesn't uh, mean you're going to play. I know. <laughs> I know. But I'm talking about if you want to latch on with a, a team, there might only be, uh, at very best at this point in the year, a half a dozen spots. And I don't even think there's that many. I think there's probably three spots open on most teams that you could get into if you if you wanted to at this point. I mean, possibly, except for a couple of teams. Actually, three teams, if you think about it. How many do you think those three teams need? How many do you think they need to fill? I, I, I don't know. I don't know how many. Well, there's only 28 spots. on their roster to start oh, I with. I don't know how many spots that. Uh, I don't. Well, let's just say they have none. Average. We know they don't, but let's say they have none. Okay. And if you only have 28 spots to fill, you can do the math. Three times 28 will tell you that that's as many players as you can take. We already talked to Alaska Anchorage, and they said he had, what, 17? Okay. So he was short 11. Okay. So there's 11 possible players that could go there. Right. Uh, we talked to Rick. I think Rick said he had 15 or 17. Okay. So there might be another 11, let's say. So there's, well, there's 22. guys in the portal. I or, know, I'm but. sorry, 250. <laughs> and still some freshmen that haven't haven't latched on yet. Right. So. That's what I, that's the point that I'm trying to make is there's way too many names in the portal for for places to play. So there's going to be a lot of quality hockey players. Most of them probably, uh, I would say, would be seniors that are looking to get that fifth year in that probably aren't going to get a spot. Just because who wants to take a fifth-year player if if you can take somebody for four years or three years? Well... Unless they're outstanding. And if they're outstanding, they're probably not on the portal. Uh, that's not necessarily true either. Remember, let's, let's first of all, before we, once again, let's discount goalies. Is that fair? Of course it is, because there's fewer spots. You know, there's, you can only play one goalie. But you need right, two or three. Fair. You need three, really. Yeah, you need them, but, you know, but that's why there's as many goalies in the portal as, as there are. Okay, so let's 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 talk. Let's you know let's let's take those guys out of it. There will be places and there will be spots, and I'm sure that Denver is not the only place that vetted guys in the portal. They were looking for something specific. I can't I can't believe they'd be the only one. That wouldn't make any sense. No, but what does that have to do with what we're talking about? I'm just talking about lockers for people that are in the portal right now that don't have homes. There aren't that many places left. Because I'm looking at the portal list as we speak right now, and there are a bunch of quality hockey players that don't have places yet, and I'm wondering where they're going to find those places. Because most teams, uh, even the three teams that we're talking about that are new, quote, new, um, are 
are basically down to less than a dozen players on their team. Okay. So where where's 250 people in the portal going to fill out 30? Let's, let's say it's 11 for a round number, 11, 33 places. If that's all that's left, what are you going to do with the other 210 that are in the portal? Where are they going to go? I don't know. Exactly. Well, where did they go that's last year? That's my point. That's my point. Where did they go last year? Well, some of them uh, aged out. Right. You know? No, you don't and some of... Huh? You mean finished up their eligibility? Yes. Well, but no, they didn't. If they, because if they were in the portal, then they had still had eligibility left. I know, but some of them graduated and ran out of time last year. If they're in the portal this year, what I'm... Uh, Anyway, by the way, once again, <laughs> we're talking also... apples and oranges. The no, only thing well, I'm trying to say is that there's 250 names in the portal and yeah, there's probably at best 50 spots left on rosters to make, which means you, and I'm just using round numbers now. So that means there's going to be 200 people in the portal that are going to go without a place to play hockey at the NCAA level when the season right. starts. Right. And that does not include incoming freshmen that thought they might have earned a spot. They wow. will either get moved back or they will be without a college career altogether. Most of the – well, that's true too, but most of the incoming freshmen have signed already. So they know or don't know. And believe me, they – this these last couple of years, in terms of freshmen you know, recruits, have been – very nerve-wracking for these families without a doubt okay um it's probably nerve-wracking to begin with but the last couple of years have had to be even more nerve-wracking when you consider that all the extra eligibility and the portal and all of this other nonsense You would think now that unless you're a high-end freshman, you have to go in with the understanding or at least the mindset is, I'm not going to play much this year as a freshman for the various reasons. Now, whether that happens or not, I don't know. But if I was, and I have the advantage of being a 58-year-old freshman, To, to go in as, you know, after signing my letter of intent, I would think it would probably be the right mindset to go in there saying, I don't know how much I'm going to play as a freshman. Especially with the portal. Especially with the guys getting the extra year. You know, maybe two or three years ago, once again, and it set for now it settles down again. But for right now, that's what I'm thinking they should be going through. Whether or not that's the case, I don't know. And this doesn't mean you don't have confidence in your ability. It just means that you're taking a little bit of a realistic view. Because honestly, 
Does anybody know what's coming into that locker room, whatever locker room it is, until that first day, to be honest? No, the, the, the other problem on that is that a lot of these guys, the highly touted freshmen, uh, have a really tough time sitting a year because they're used to being the stars on the team that they played at. And now to tell them that they're going to ride the pine for a year as a red shirt or whatever, um, that a lot of them don't take that well. But the problem with it is, is there's nowhere to go and there's oh, not going to be places to go. There's nowhere. Again, but this is what I'm, that, that's my point. Do they have to keep their mind open to those kinds of possibilities when you walk onto that campus in the middle of August? So the possibilities of what? That you're not going to play? Your first year. Yeah, well, you, be, you, you better you better have that figured out before you walk onto the campus. You better you better be figuring that out now, whether you're whether you're going to get a shot or not. Because if you don't reconcile that before you go to college, uh, get on the campus, you're going to be in for a long, uh, rude awakening. My my point being is that uh, that the portal has become very interesting. But exactly what I think we both thought would happen is. The, the top guys, if you will, the, the most renowned guys, uh, easily moved on. Grant Crookshank moved on twice. You know, once from Colorado College to Minnesota, once from Minnesota to St. Cloud State now, he's got a place to play. Um, but then you look at other guys, and I'll, I'll just use uh, Jordan Sandu again, who I think was a very talented hockey player that might not have a spot because there might not be any room left on anybody's roster for him to go to, much less one that he would prefer to go to or one that would give him an opportunity to play a lot. Uh, and there's even guys that are draft picks that are that, that are uncommitted and may not find spots in the portal. So the, the point being is we're in, we're in a numbers game. There's a ton of uh, high-quality hockey players that uh, are just caught up in a numbers game. And while there are some success stories, and I'm going to interview one tomorrow, but for that one, there's probably 100, 150 non-success stories uh, from the portal. Right. Oh, so that, that's the, the conundrum that college hockey has right now, and there's nothing that you can do about it at this point because you can't add teams fast enough, and uh, and, and you certainly you – know, I mean, we're just – this is what we knew was coming – from uh, from the pandemic. And and like you said, it's going to be another two, three, who knows how many years before it finally washes out again. But but the people that are stuck in this conundrum for the next two or three years are the ones that are going to look back in 15 years and go, man, that was kind of a bummer. <laughs> well, listen, I'm not uh, going to argue the fact that you know, there's a lot of shaking out to do. And, you know, I don't know what, I mean, I, I think we've, we, we've got the gist of it. I mean, we both made points that, that are very valid and, 
and and true. Let's take a quick break. Let's come back because I know we want to get in uh, a topic that's near and dear to your heart, and that's talking about buildings because you love seeing new buildings go up. Am I correct? I do. I do. (laughs) We'll come back in about two minutes and discuss that. Annexes, but new buildings, yeah. (laughs) We love annexes too. Uh, College hockey West Live. We'll be back in about three minutes. Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Phil Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice? Our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable. Show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates. You can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. More than 140 live games from the nation's best college hockey conference. Ready for you wherever you are, however you want to watch. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. On your phone, tablet, or stream to your TV. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. Really, JR, you think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. I've been listening to everything you said. It's been running through my head, locked and loaded. Still got it. Still got it. Who's old now? College Hockey West Live is coming to you from the Summer Skate Studios. Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. All right. Welcome back in, hockey fans. Indeed, this is College Hockey West Live. Uh, the new name change taking effect. New season for us. This is season number whatever. Uh, number one under this one, I guess, in episode two. So we're glad you're with us. Scott Strandy with you in Centennial, Colorado tonight. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein from about uh, 10 feet below sea level on beautiful Long Island, New York. Um, Paul, we talked about uh, the coaches. We talked about the portal. 
Um, I want to wrap things up tonight by talking about the new buildings because excitement uh, through a pandemic, and you and I both heard this, Paul, um, during the pandemic that, oh, boy, uh, college hockey is going to be in a world of hurt. Uh, not the case, is it? Uh, does not seem to be. <laughs> Although, if you listen to us, maybe it is. I don't know. We keep screaming about what teams should or shouldn't do. So who knows? Well, we know one thing. Um, buildings are an important factor. There's a big one opening uh, this summer, fall at Arizona State. Uh, you're an really alum. I hadn't heard. Yeah, <laughs> you're an alum. Um, give us an update on Arizona State's building. I mean, uh, I follow along and catch stuff on Twitter, and hopefully, I'm going to be down there in a couple of weeks, but to see it in person. But um, getting there. The, f- the floor is poured. Is that fair? It's getting there. I mean, uh, you know, they're 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 at that point where that's happening. If if it's not happening right now and hasn't happened in the last week or so, it's real close because. They put out the the video of how you do it. So they, you know, I haven't looked at the webcam because just, you know, I don't, maybe I should, who knows. Uh, Sorry there, (laughs) Um, Too busy trying to make sure that uh, there's no (laughs) co-tenants. I love it. In that ASU building. I love it. Uh, that's a whole other topic. Um, we know Augustana's building is, is is on the rise. We know their plans. Uh, with We got into that nauseum with the Josh Morton making the announcement of Garrett Rayboyne. Um, Bentley had a new one in 2018. Um, who else is on the horizon besides Arizona telling us they're going to put shovels in the ground in June or July to start their building? Uh, anybody else? NCAA. I didn't say that. I just said they're starting a new building, the hockey building. Oh, well. I'm talking about new hockey buildings that oh, are coming up oh. around uh, around the United States. Oh well, they're they're in the middle. They started at Augustana already. I would assume that they've got to have some sort of game plan up in St. Thomas. Um, you know they. Uh, that list that we saw said something about union having a new building in two or three years. I haven't heard anything about that, but you know, uh, you know, it can't hurt them. Um, no, they're a, not they're at a all. long way. They're a long way now from that national championship. They won a decade ago. Um, you know, supposedly uh, once the conference thing kind of settles in that, Stonehill has a guy waiting to write a check until they get into a conference. We don't want to talk about Huntsville. I mean, that's just insane. <laughs> um, and we know Alaska's are on pretty solid footing right now. Well, we know that they're kind of in the process, right? Both of them. Yep. Um, and that's where they are um, because you ha- you have to have those things. I mean, you just have to. You know, unless you're Princeton, you know, playing in in in, Baker in the Hobie Rangers. Baker, <laughs> yeah, which is which is the oldest or one of the oldest, right up there with Northeastern. You know, but those places are kind of unique in their in their lore and their stature. You know, um, 
Not a lot of places like that. Nope, that is uh, that is correct. So with the building process, that kind of gives you the idea that uh, you know uh, things aren't as bad as people made it out to be in you know no. what two years ago, uh, where they thought programs were going to fold. They they kind of hung in there. I think I think the next big step, Paul, is and some of the places are doing a really good job with it is is uh, good streaming. But boy, I sure would like to see two things. And I know you're the big advocate of the uh, realignment, maybe two realignments, which is important. They're going to have to find that uh, answer quickly. Yeah. But, but the other thing is I think they got to work on the streaming thing. If they're going to continue to grow the game, you got to get your streams better teams because people want to see your, your product. And uh, that was evident in Boston at the frozen four. I mean, it was sold out. And uh, if, if people can't see your team and, and see it, you know, efficiently is, I guess a good word. um, It's frustrating because how, how do you grow it if you can't show it? Well, I think that uh, the latest example of that would be hockey East. Yeah, that that was a huge um, move. Huge move. Tell everybody if they haven't heard. Them signing a deal with ESPN Plus to stream their games that are not, and it might even include the games that are on uh, Nesson, New England Sports Network, which pays those schools a lot of money. You know, they get a lot of money from that TV contract with Nesson, those hockey East schools. Uh, relatively speaking. Okay. Um, you know, and those are, so that that is, you know, I live in, as, as we point out every show, I'm here on Long Island. I couldn't watch hockey East games. Which is insane. It really is. Okay. Um, so, you know, that's a, a big step up. You know, you know, the Don Lucia over there at the CCHA made that a big, big uh, sticking point, so to speak, for his teams in that conference. But even they had their share of problems. And, and we already know, I mean, Josh Fenton alluded to me in my interview with him that NCHC was going to be making big strides, and I thought they were already pretty good. So I'm interested to see how many more strides they can make. Here's the thing. Okay, here's the problem. And and I don't know how you solve this. But oddly enough, outside of ASU, And their circumstances have been completely different than everybody else's. Okay, most of these games that are streamed are not being broadcast. So they're taking the video streams from the video boards in the arenas and syncing up the radio broadcasts. Which is fine. Teams all over, you know, that's they're not unique in simulcasting, except they're simulcasting 
with a, an actual TV broadcast. Dave, I, I assume it's an expense that people are not willing to take at this point yet to actually have even a mini production crew like ASU does. And, you know, that we're not talking about whether the streams go out or not because those are Wi-Fi issues usually. Well, I think we can say in the ASU thing that's going to that's going to be fixed with their uh, their new well, uh, you, you multi-purpose think, facility. You would think, but other other schools have that problem too. Yeah, but I I guess my point in kind of wrapping it up on is that I think that's next in line. I mean, you you got to continue to grow this game and uh, new teams, new lockers. That's all great, but you also got to get fans involved. And, uh, you know, the advocate that I am on bands, I would love to see the college uh, colleges start coming back with their bands again because I think that's a staple of college hockey. And I don't think I'm alone there. I think a lot of people like to see that. Uh, it's unique and it's different and it separates from, from uh, you know, AC, uh, AHL or NHL hockey where there are not obviously bands. Well, listen, we like the bands. We're not... But a live pep band is, is a good thing. It, it, it generates excitement. And uh, puts more eyeballs on you, I think. Oh, listen, I'm all for it. I'm not saying that they shouldn't. You know, I mean, it definitely makes a difference. It's part of the atmosphere. Uh, but, you know, uh, I'm sure that whatever pep band Lindenwood has will be out there now. Um, there'll be room for ASU to have one there. So... And, you know, they'll have 942 student seats. That'll help. That will help. Ain't going to hurt. Nope, it certainly will not. Okay, while we're getting back to the coaches starting Sunday night, uh, we'll be doing the reviews. We had uh, Coach Chris Mayotte on, Christopher Mayotte, if I may, um, on Sunday night to talk about the uh, Colorado College Tigers. We'll have, uh, hopefully, uh, Alaska Fairbanks and uh, Arizona State is what our goal is for next week. So we'll see how that plays out, and then we'll work on getting Denver and and uh, looking into uh, Frank Saratori down at Air Force uh, the following week, and then we'll start talking to our new guys. We'll talk to Lindenwood again. We'll find out what's happening, and we'll, we'll make our way around and move our way through. So, all right, taking away, my friend. From the Summer Skate Studios, Behind the Masks, College Hockey West, live on the Ice Time Hockey SW.com Network. Brought to you by Burrito Express. Homemade taste, takeout speed, six East Valley locations. Go to burritoexpress.com to find the one near you. Behind the mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, it's here at Three Valley locations or behindthemask.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas, the best in barbecue Las Vegas style. It's available at all Legion Stadium events and, of course, at the restaurant at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard. And the NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe to NCHC.TV and catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. Koreans and Suites, now an official Disney World hotel. Book your stay now for travel starting this October at DruryHotels.com. Metro by T-Mobile. Get exclusive offers by becoming part of T-Mobile Tuesdays when you switch to Metro by T-Mobile. Top Golf. Play some of the world's most iconic golf courses without packing your suitcase. Find out how. See your local Top Golf Center 
or go to topgolf.com. Liberty University, over 700 programs of study to help you impact your community on and off the ice, strengthen your faith at our state-of-the-art campus. See us at liberty.edu. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos Worldwide, it's where the action is, in the resort or in town. College Hockey West Live, presented by Behind the Mask and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW.com podcasts, are live on the Podbean app and available for download at the iTunes Store, Google Play Store, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. Behind the Mask College Hockey West Live and all of our weekly podcasts are part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Very well done, my friend. We will say goodnight with little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, De Niro, and uh, ask everybody to join in uh, tomorrow night. It'll be a late-night uh, show again because I've got the uh, AHL game to go to. So Stephen and I will be joining you later tomorrow night. And then Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday next week, we'll be back with NCAA Hockey Talk. So good night, everybody. Good night.